Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reikley, directly across from me, fine local businessman, co-owner of one of the biggest businesses up and down the East Coast, providing the necessary supplies for underground infrastructure. 220. I guess there you go. Say that word again. 220 plus co-workers. 220 of his closest friends are involved in an ESOP. And then this one's not a fable, so we'll be talking about that, perhaps, in one more sentence or so, anyway, mm. later on. Rob Center, this the fabulous is his uh, nickname around here, because he takes wonderful care of us. So we appreciate all of mm. his help and hard work. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we have Bob Garrett on the line, uh, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of uh, Commerce, a former... Uh, muckety-muck at uh, PennDOT in Harrisburg, <laughs> uh, former New Berlin resident, and an outdoorsman, his outdoorsman column in the Daily Item, just Ma- fabulous with his own Mayor sketches. New Berlin. Are you still doing that column in the paper, Bob? Are you, are you there, Bob? Going once, going twice. Bob Garrett, can well, you hear us? Well, okay, we I'm here, uh, Mark. Are you hearing me? Yes, yes, there we go. I'm sorry. I don't oh. I don't push the right buttons on a regular basis yes. around here. Well, uh, our, uh, you know what? I, I think we were having uh, I think we were having technical difficulty, and I have to honestly say it was your producer in your southern command mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, was causing you trouble there. So my apologies, Mark. And I heard nothing, uh, so I don't know who I'm talking. I'm talking to Mark, but who else is uh, well, there, Mark? Bob, I mean, from, yeah, Bob Garrett is with me, okay. This no, is, uh, Bob, oh. we introduced you as former mayor of New Berlin. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well thank you for that. Yeah, the, the former honorable. Yes. <laughs> right. And I asked yeah. you if you were still doing a part. column in the Daily Item. Yeah, you're yeah, outdoors. Uh, I uh, I would like to get back to that, and uh, uh, John Saktansky, the uh, sports editor, has asked me to get back to it. Um, they had cut that when uh, they were having no problems getting uh, uh, newsprint, uh, maybe two years ago or so, and they had sort of skinned down the paper. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to get back into that, Mark. Maybe you can, uh, maybe I can interview you for my uh, my uh, re-entry article about fishing trips I wish I would have taken or something. Well, I could tell mm. you about all the deer I wish I would have shot only a month or <laughs> short time ago. Yeah, so. I'll be more than happy to throw <laughs> in no, my, uh, no, my fly uh, fishing adventures I, I, in Yellowstone. My apologies to your listeners for my lack of professionalism this morning. I I uh, I. I I just was having uh, equipment uh, problems here this morning, and and I think uh, what'll happen here, Mark, is Art Thomas will call in uh, when we when when you call on him or I call on him, he will call in if that's possible, uh, because I we just can't seem to get a three-way conversation uh, going today. But uh, welcome, 
What did we hear, uh, Ben and Mark? Uh, the, uh, looks like uh, 49,000 jobs created. They were looking for 49,000. That's interesting. The numbers hit right on top. Uh, it's unemployment rate down uh, from 6.7 to 6.3, which is interesting. However, wow. uh, Fed, they're, they're talking, you know, truthfully, uh, unemployment is about 10%. And the other part is, remember, all the executive orders, memorandums, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that has affected jobs and has affected the collateral uh, jobs, uh, they, they won't kick in till next month and, and into March. So uh, I, I think it's uh, status quo. Stock market is all over the place in, in, the, in positive ways. Uh, the economy, uh, Wall Street wants that, uh, how would I politely put it, I don't want to say the, uh, the large breast of government to suckle to and get money out of it. Maybe the trough uh, that they're just going to pour money in as we see the COVID relief passed last night. So that's why the Wall Street uh, scenarios seem to be positive. Uh, but Bob, I, I personally think uh, this is a wait and see for the next probably you know 60 days on, on what's going to happen with the economy, which direction it might go. Well, I, I have to tell you, and I, I'm going to talk to Mark about this. Mark, I feel like I put a, a, a dime in the jukebox and got a quarter's worth of music out of Ben there. That, uh, uh, that, was, uh, that was some analysis. But uh, let, me just, uh, just, let me just keep on to what Ben was saying, that, um, that the, the predictions, and you're right, uh, Ben, the, the, some of the predictions were 49,000 uh, job increase. I saw as high as 200,000. Uh, ADP was... 4,000 uh, uh, jobs would be created in January. Uh, the key thing is, is we turned a corner, uh, we hope, uh, from December when we had an actual decline, um, and that uh, you know things are starting to loosen up. I, I have suggested for this show that a good theme might be strong headwinds ahead. Let's all lean in and push. The, the, you know, uh, does does it feel like we're starting to to move in a positive way uh, with the pandemic? Absolutely. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Pennsylvania has not done as well. In fact, we're in the very end of the pack uh, now on the vaccination. But that doesn't mean it doesn't do us any good uh, to to, uh, to look in the rearview mirror. Let's get this figured out and let's get those vaccines out. Let's figure out how the private sector can assist the public sector in making that happen. And let's uh, let's encourage the government where it's prudent and where there's good evidence. Uh, let's encourage the government start start loosening up on some of the uh, of these tightest restrictions. Now we'll see what happens. You know, Super Bowl is Sunday. Um, you know, the the medical experts are saying, please don't get together in large groups and large gatherings. We're going to be right back to where we were with the Thanksgiving Christmas surge. Um, why don't we listen to them? <laughs> And keep this thing under control, so we can open up business. And uh, and you know, I think for us, number one priority for the for the business community, not just the chamber and not just the Pennsylvania chamber, is we've got to give some liability, uh, particularly to our smallest businesses, that as they begin to to open up, as long as they follow the guidelines, that they don't expose themselves to increased liability, increased bills, increased costs, uh, just uh, because. They followed the guidelines that have been put in place. Well, Bob, we, we pushed liability protection programs for, I want to say, you know, uh, what, 
10 months now, and Gene Barr, uh, the state chamber, has been on this show. Uh, you've talked to him. But why Governor Wolf is anti-liability protection to, to protect small businesses from, you know, what we're seeing now is just, you know, legal legal lotteries. You know, people just yeah. want to make money off the legal side, but to protect businesses and also to protect schools from from liability. So, uh, yeah, no, li- liability protection is the key, but uh, uh, our governor seems to be uh, uh, deaf to that. And uh, also, uh, uh, you know, after 10 months, you'd think there'd be some some scenario that we'd have some sort of protection for the small businesses, the schools, and the folks who need it. Well, one thing for certain, uh, uh, and I, I think you and I can agree on this, elections have consequences. And, uh, and while the headline uh, certainly was the presidential election, uh, there was a lot of other things that happened. And I can tell you here in Pennsylvania, um, at the end of the day, the story to be written is that those those candidates who ran that I'm going to do what I can to help small business. Uh, I'm going to try to make our economy better. I'm going to try to do things differently and better. One, uh, and and we actually picked up majorities of pro-business, pro-job um, uh, legislators in both the House and the Senate, and elected row officers who uh, agree as well. So we have this interesting, you know, uh, again, everyone's focused on the, the national headline, can you impeach a private citizen? Uh, you know, we'll find out. Uh, but uh, here in Pennsylvania, we have an, uh, a sort of a subtitle, a substory of uh, can you override the veto of a, of, uh, uh, that from a governor of a previous session of the legislature? Uh, we're going to take another run at this. We're going to be a little more sophisticated uh, this time than, uh, than the last time. And, and, Ben, I appreciate that you brought up how the impact of liability reform on education in particular that's early learning uh you know the daycare centers were really depending on that legislating legislation getting passed in fact our thomas chairs our uh, the valley's um, uh the Susquehanna river valley early learning investment commission and uh and we actually heard from a state official who just assumed that that bill was going to be passed she didn't get the intelligence that it was not going to get passed it was going to be vetoed and and these daycare centers, uh, you know, every daycare center I'm aware of is doing everything they possibly can uh, to uh, stem the tide, to, to, to stop the spread of COVID-19. Um, and uh, at no fault of their own, they're exposing themselves to increased liability. Uh, and their boards are probably, you know, having problems sleeping at nighttime. What might happen if they end up getting sued and put out of business? All right, we'll introduce Art Thomas. Now, this is good art that everybody appreciates. Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, President of MECTEC and Diversified Construction. Good morning, Art. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, everybody. Hey, i got to apologize. I'm standing here in a phone booth trying to figure out how to set up a conference call in a phone booth. I didn't have enough quarters in my pocket. I had to run <laughs> back to the car, and, you know, one thing leads to another, and 
I missed the news brief and had to call in here separately, so I apologize for that. Are, are you, sure are you thankful to have to be allowed to be on here once again with you guys. Are you changing your clothes? You could have a cape on when you come out? <laughs> you feel like you got to do that sometimes, right, Ben? Well, yeah, absolutely, and I'll tell you what, the phone booth, it's just the... How Where far is a phone booth? How, you, how far do you have to drive for that? Um, let's see. The jobless rate in the U.S. was 6.7%. It did go down to 6.3%, and the U.S. added just to for 49,000 jobs. Just art, you're hearing this just on the fly here, but any reaction you want to add to our conversation when you hear those numbers down to 6.3% unemployment? Absolutely. It could have went up to 7.3. You know, it could have been down to 3.5 like it was a year ago, but uh, it's certainly a step in the right direction once again in the middle of, in the middle of winter. Uh, we know that jobs go down in the winter. Uh, we're glad that we added jobs. We're glad that the unemployment rate went down. It's, we could be trying to figure out how to answer the question if it went up four-tenths. So good news. Continuing in the right direction. Take it where you can get it. All right. I, now that I have you guys both uh, situated, I'm going to put you both on hold. So you guys stand by while we take our necessary break. I believe you might be able to converse off mic while you're on hold. So <laughs> give, that, give that a shot. But, okay, they are now on hold. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Can't handle any incoming calls right at the moment. They're utilizing our two good incoming lines. Uh, but we do have an email that's been sent to us. I'll read that now, and then uh, Bob can get his answer all squared away. It says, please ask Mr. Garrett why the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce is not uh, supporting the community college in Sunbury. They do, of course, support the Luzerne County Branch Campus in Watsontown. We do have a fully equipped middle school that's been vacant for years. Shemokin's getting far more support from the Chamber for everything happening there. Mr. Shipman asked about this uh, during his call earlier this week. So we want Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce support for the community college in Sunbury, and of course, Bob has a very clear answer for that, and we'll hear that shortly on WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. we got Art Thomas of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. He's chair of the chamber and the smartest engineer in every room he goes. And <laughs> Bob Garrett, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Your reaction to all the many words you've heard, Ben? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out. Art, can you tell us where a phone booth is and how you got to it? No, I okay. will not divulge that information. Okay, well, that's good. We'll GPS your phone <laughs> and find out. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think uh, you know one of the things, though, uh, Art, and you didn't hear, but I believe uh, a Fed commissioner came out and uh, 
head of the Fed talked about the real unemployment right now is around 10%. But I think, Bob, uh, your your strong headwinds ahead and lean in. I mean, that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, one thing that I, I find very frustrating talking to folks in Harrisburg again this week, last week, is the lack of communication between the governor, the governor's office, the, the health folks, and I know Dr. Levine now is in, uh, in D.C., but the lack of going and finding out from daycare, from manufacturers, from hospitals, from hospitality people, what they need to be open or, or, or what the criteria is for them to allow to be open. And I think Pennsylvania uh, has just missed, missed it from, uh, you, know, I, you know, you understand April and May, but once you got into June, there's still things going on. And I will say this, I commend Seals Grove, Shikalemi, uh, I think uh, you can throw Danville in there maybe, but those school districts and uh, that stayed open and did everything they could do to stay open, and also those daycare centers, particularly the YMCA over in Sunbury, to, to stay open and be able to, to, you know, let's say school districts. You know, the schools, they're customers, they're students, but the parents are also customers of those school districts. So, again, frustration with communication, that comes from John Gordner, David Rowe, the whole group uh, down Harrisburg. All right, Bob, you got an open mic right ahead. Plus, you got our listener yeah. question. Yes. Uh, I, uh, let me uh, first respond to, uh, uh, to Ben, uh, and then I'll be happy to uh, respond to uh, the listener question email that you received. The uh, Ben, you you did a wonderful job of setting up uh, uh, our strategic plan for 2021-2022. What we heard from our uh, members, and we did a survey back this summer, um, had a 45% response rate, just a fantastic response rate, heard from all sectors of the economy and all sizes of business. The number two issue uh, that, uh, that they said was most important to them when deciding whether to stay in the valley and grow their businesses in the valley is having quality interaction with their elected officials at all levels and uh that was number two number one issue was finding qualified employees finding and retaining uh qualified employees uh so uh so thank you ben for bringing that up um you know we we have had some success in setting up uh, roundtables uh with our federal and state officials uh unfortunately there's something that happens you know, once somebody comes down Front Street in Harrisburg or passes the Beltway in Washington C, the, the D.C., something happens that uh, they, they their G- DNA changes or something, and all of a sudden everybody's shouting at each other. And sometimes I feel like they sh- they're they're so busy shouting at each other you can't hear a single word anyone is saying. Um, I think what we what 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 we want to do as a chamber of commerce is provide these roundtables. So, as you mentioned, so the you know so the uh, uh, healthcare can speak directly to their health uh, to their elected officials, so that daycare centers can, so the small businesses can, so the big businesses uh, can, uh, because it too often the, the businesses in the greater Susquehanna Valley sort of feel like they're the you know the redheaded stepchild, they're the uh, the backwater, the that uh, you know no one gets around to asking for their opinion. Um, frankly. Uh, I honestly believe that if they would have let the private sector take over the distribution of these vaccines, uh, we would be a lot uh, in a lot better shape than next to dead last 
in getting the vaccines out to uh, out to the population. But you know, I'm 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 uh, I'm dabbling into politics there uh, in in a way that I'm not comfortable. So let me get back to the uh, to the to the uh, email that you read, and thank you uh, for doing that. Uh, uh, I, I we were prepared. Uh, we listened to the show on Monday, and we were prepared for uh, that question. Uh, let me say that this is a case where uh, uh, the writer has confused opinion with facts. Um, and then let me then talk about the continuum of education that we are supportive of and endorse uh, in the greater Susquehanna Valley. Uh, the writer mentions that, uh, that the chamber is not, or that I personally am not supportive uh, that is a ridiculous statement. I am actually the, the, the immediate past president of the Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project. The Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project is a member of the chamber. Uh, we think that the, this vision of an independent, uh, greater Susquehanna-specific community college is a wonderful goal. I, I think that is, um, uh, that, 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 I, I, that's like uh, almost utopia. I'll say it that way. That is a wonderful goal for us uh, to work towards. Um, uh, when when I was the president of that organization, uh, in fact, uh, the, the way I don't want to get into the sausage making of how community college works work, but you work with the Department of Education uh, on community colleges, not with the system of higher education, but the Department of Education, because in many people's minds, community colleges are still grade 13 and 14, as they were uh, uh, first conceived back in the late 1960s. Uh, so we, you work with the Department of Education, and they set forth a framework from which we were to operate, uh, and it's very, very important that you have a sponsoring uh, university, a sponsoring institution, uh, when you're trying to launch a community college. We, uh, we met with a lot of institutions, everybody from Bucknell and Susquehanna to Bloomsburg uh, to several community colleges. You might be interested in knowing Snyder County is actually in the hack, the Harrisburg Area Community College catchment area. Northumberland County is in the Luzerne County. Northumberland and Montour County are in the Luzerne County uh, Community College catchment area. Uh, so we met with all of these colleges and universities held a large-scale, well-attended summit at which the president of the Luzerne County Community College attended and said, if, if uh, we want to be your community college, if you want to be our community, and we said, yes, let's do that. And then Luzerne went through a, a, an exhaustive review of, of sites. I think we offered as many as 60 or 75 sites uh, to them. They narrowed it down to three, and they chose a site in Watsontown. Now, here's another place where I want to point out a fact. Yes, there is the Greater Susquehanna uh, campus of Luzerne County Community College in Watsontown. However, and that, that's about two years old now. Uh, in May, it'll be two years that they'll be there, growing, adding classes all the time. But they have a 21-year, now I just want to say 20, it was 20 last year, a 20-year history in Shemokin for a uh, campus or a center of the Luzerne County Community College. That center has continued to grow, has, uh, has forged a, a wonderful relationship with Bloomsburg University in a program called 2 plus 2 plus 2, where a person can get their associate's degree in nursing and their bachelor's degree, uh, BSN, Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, 
thanks to Bloomsburg University, and do it basically on uh, you know a, uh, a dime out of every uh, the dime out of a dollar cost uh, for education. Um, they also have started early college programs. Uh, they have several degrees now that they offer at the uh, at the Shemokin, uh Center. So, uh, so the point is, we are very supportive. Uh, we believe, and and I know the CSIU also believes, and they are the education think tank of our valley. Believe the way that we will ever get to an independent community college is by working through this sponsor, Luzerne County Community College. Let me stop you Um, there, Bob, if I may. I'm sorry to do this. Hold the rest of your thoughts, because we've got a lot more to talk to you about. I want to give Art the last word for this segment, and then we'll let go of Art, and we'll let him get back to just plain driving, and then then Bob will be back after the top of the hour. So, uh, Art, uh, an additional comment about what you've heard and anything you wish to elaborate on right now. Thank you. Um, I'm sure Bob would have gotten to it. Uh, maybe he will after the break. But uh, he didn't mention the branch campus of Lackawanna College that is in Sunbury right now. And we have Triangle Tech on the hill outside of Sunbury. Of course, we can't forget Northumberland CTC and Sun CTC that are training our high school students. The Chamber is actively involved with the Career Pathways Partnership here in the region. And what we're trying to do is better prepare our elementary, middle, and high school students to be career and college ready, whatever choice or whatever path they choose. And between Triangle Tech, Sun Tech, uh, Northumberland Tech, and uh, Penn College, we've got the career path set for anybody that wants to choose that path. And we've got two branches of Luzerne and a branch of Lackawanna in Northumberland County not to mention McCann, the LPN school here in the Valley. So we do have a, we are postured with quite a few choices to try and provide those qualified employees that our Valley so desperately needs right now. And I think that it's going to be a very big challenge and and, uh, we wish the education project well, but it's going to be a big challenge to, to get another community college started independently. Thank you so much, Art. Really appreciate joining us today and and for your call. Thank you. Uh, Art Thomas, Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, President of MechTech and Diversified Construction. Bob Garrett, President and CEO, joined us, and he'll be back at 9.06. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunday. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. Uh, we are enjoying Financial Friday. We had to interrupt Bob Garrett because uh, we had the top of the hour uh, coming up. But Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Earlier we talked about the jobless figures and the unemployment rate went down from 67 to 6.3%. Now he's going to talk primarily about the, the important chamber. activities coming up with the Chamber. Good morning, Bob. Go right ahead. You got an open mic. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make an invitation 
uh, to all listeners and uh, anyone that they talk to, uh, to the uh, to our annual economic and strategic forecast uh, with Annie Barbasu. I think uh, both uh, you, uh, Mark and Ben, you've uh, you've heard these presentations in past years, and you know they're absolutely fantastic, data driven. Uh, and uh, and the beauty is this: uh, our economist that we work with, Anabar Basu, is out of the uh, the Baltimore Federal Reserve, and um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I I'm careful how I say this, but you know sometimes economists can be a little dry and like, wow, don't make me go through that another hour of that, please. Well, Anibar is a uh, is an economist and a world class economist. But he happens in the evening to be a comic, uh, so so he makes these presentations really, really interesting, and his quips are just just spot on. And you know, at the end of an economic briefing, uh, your your belly hurts because you've laughed so much. Um, even and and if he can make us laugh with the data that he's going to have for us. By the way, uh, the presentation will be on March nineteenth, which happens to be the one year mark of the shutdown, uh, the business shutdown of our Commonwealth uh, in uh, in response to trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. So, um, so what, a, what an interesting milepost. Uh, I don't think it was completely coincidental that that date was uh, chosen. Uh, it will be a virtual uh, event, uh, which means two things. Everybody will be able to participate, and everyone will be able to uh, see the presentation, see the slides he's showing. Uh, one of the things we we typically typically get around 300 people out for these forecasts. Um, virtually, we'll probably have a thousand or so folks out. Uh, and unfortunately, it's far. Uh, you know, we get 300 people in a room. That means the people in the back are squinting at best, uh, faking it uh, in reality. And um, and the beauty of uh, looking, everybody will be at their own screen, and they'll be able to see exactly what Anibar is uh, talking about. And then he's going to stay with us as long as people have questions. Uh, so a lot of these things we've been talking about this, these last 12 months or during this pandemic, he can really put data behind it and understand and help people understand uh, what's going on with our economy, not only globally, nationally, but more importantly and most importantly here in the greater Susquehanna Valley. That's March 19th, uh, gsvcc.org uh, is the place to go to register uh, for that event. Just $10 to register and uh, students are free, and anyone adversely impacted by COVID-19, uh, we are offering a scholarship. We, we want everybody to participate. We certainly don't want uh, cost to be a factor in, uh, in people's participation. This is, an, this is important information, interesting information, and on the, on the way, you'll probably have a good time. All right. Well, that sounds fabulous. We'll give you a closing comment. Anything else to add to our great con- discussion we've had so far, Bob? Yeah, I did want to talk about the continuum of uh, education, but I think Art did a great job with that. He painted the picture exactly the way we like to talk about it, from from daycare or even prenatal to to a uh, to Commonwealth Medical College, uh, Doctor of Medicine. We have it here in the Valley. Uh, and we have a great continuum, and we want to continue to grow that continuum. And, and just to let, uh, just real quickly, Mark, uh, folks are always interested in knowing how are we doing. Uh, we're still, uh, three of our four counties uh, are in the bottom ten as far as, that's a good place to be, lowest unemployment in the state. Uh, Montour County at 5%, Union and Snyder at 5.1%. 
Um, Northumberland at 6.7%, but very respectable as compared to the rest of the state. Our counties are doing well. Uh, jobs are going unfilled. Uh, we still have more jobs, and we have people uh, encouraging folks to get that training, uh, use that continuum of education uh, to, per- to improve your lot in life, uh, because the skills you may have may not completely align with the skills that are needed in the 21st century workforce. Look around. Give the chamber a call. If we can help in any way, we will. We need we need employees. We need workers, and uh, and we'd love to see you in uh, some of these jobs that are going unfulfilled. Ben is even considering going to nursing school after that pitch by Art. Totally smokes. Now he's thinking mm-hmm. uh, maybe I could have a career or something, that or would, uh, that would be my, or do something. My... Bob, anything else to add? Uh, we'll give you the very last sentence. Yes. Yeah, uh, thanks again. Uh, um, I, I don't. Uh, I don't frankly agree with the uh, newscaster at the top of the hour that this was a bleak report. I think this is a report showing we, we're turning the corner. We're heading the right way in stopping the spread of COVID-19. The economy is rebounding slowly. Uh, there's strong headwinds ahead. Uh, we all have to do our part. Uh, you know, keep some distance for now. Um, but uh, let's encourage uh, the government to start in a prudent reopening of our economy. Uh, and uh, and everybody go out there and get your vaccines as soon as you possibly can. Reopen hospitality, reopen schools. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Very much appreciated. Thank you for checking in today. Always a pleasure, Ben. Always a pleasure, Mark. Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, President and uh, CEO of that uh, fabulous organization. We are going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll continue with our Friday morning WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. we got Joe Lundberg checking in shortly. Mm-hmm. AccuWeather Senior Expert Meteorologist. We'll hear from him shortly. There's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. It is. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, normally by now I'd be saying, well, it's time to check the AccuWeather forecast <laughs> from our AccuWeather senior expert meteorologist, Joe Lundberg. So, Joe, what are we going to have today? <laughs> no, I have the forecast, so we will read that forecast later. forecast was a little bit of a roller coaster this week, predicting as it is into the weekend, right. wasn't it? So, good morning, Joe. Hello there. Good morning. Yeah, it has been a roller coaster this weekend. Here's the storm. Now nah, we're going to take that storm away. Well, now now it's back in some weekend fashion. So it's it's been all over the map. And uh, looking at these computer forecasts that we have to stare at every day has been um, well. I don't have an awful lot of hair left on my head. It's, uh, I'm <laughs> wanting to pull what's left of it out because of these things. 
Well, tell me about the snowstorms that we've had so far. Let's kind of take things chronologically. Uh, is it normal that we would have started mid-December with, uh, you know, a foot of snow and then a foot and a half this past week? It, uh, we think it's spectacular, but is that normal? That's not normal. I mean, to get two storms of that nature in one winter season is a rarity. That doesn't happen very often. But, you know, look at the counter-argument. Over the last several winters, we've had none of those events. We've had very little snow the last two, three winter seasons combined. And so the odds, you know, of getting a big one were kind of in our favor to see at least one. But to get two of them, that's definitely a little on the uh, out-of-the-ordinary side. I think it's been a number of years since that's happened. Are there any other comparisons with last year other than just snowfall? Uh, temperatures right now are still running above normal for the winter season, uh, and we're going to end the winter season. If you look at December, January, and February as that winter season three-month package, it's still going to come out in the wash as above normal, but the back end of it is not going to be warm. I'm here to tell you that I think we get to the middle of next week, and the Arctic air is finally going to win. It's going to win for a while, I think, for a good bit uh, of the rest of February. All right, let's go past today and into the future. What, what are you looking at in the next week and then maybe even the next month? Well, I think in the next week we're going to have to deal with at least two different storm systems and potentially three. The first of those is obviously what's going to graze us Sunday. It probably begins very late Saturday night in the wee hours of the morning, you know, when hopefully most of us are still sound asleep. And by lunchtime, it's gone. It's not going to be a big storm. We're thinking an inch or two, and that's probably going to be about it. And then it's out of here. We may even end the day on Sunday with some sunshine and with temperatures in the 30s. Some of this is just going to melt away. But then it pulls a little colder air in from Monday. We're probably around 30. Then the next system comes in on Tuesday. And some of the latest computer guidance suggests that that one's going to track to our north and west, which pulls warmer air in so that it's not an all-snow event. There could be some ice and rain that mix in with that. Once that gets out of here, then I don't think there's any denying the Arctic air. It looks like it's just going to come pouring out of the northern plains and across the Midwest. And uh, the cold air is in for, in for a foreseeable stay, I think, across the region later next week and into next weekend. Joe, Ben Reichley here, and uh, being involved in the construction industry and, and around the country, it's always interesting with the weather reports. And, uh, of course, when the Weather Channel really gave weather, it's almost like when MTV really played music videos. <laughs> uh, uh, quick question, though. Uh, can you decipher for me as a, as a weather layman European models and other models, and how many darn models are there? Oh, there's so many of them. The, the European model has become one of the ones that, you know, those of us in the profession uh, have gone to as the standard. This past, you know, fall and so far through the winter season, it's had its struggles. It's not been as consistent for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why, uh, on predicting things. It, if you go back about a week and a half ago, about nine, ten days ago, it was poo-pooing this last storm. I mean, it had it, and then all of a sudden it said, nope, it's going to go to the south and east. We're not going to get very much snow at all. And there was a move internally to bring snow amounts down, and we cautioned that we kind of only went halfway to what the European model was suggesting. And then all of a sudden it came back with a vengeance, and you saw the foot and a half of snow that we got. Um, now, it had this storm at the beginning of this week and saying, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a blockbuster. Then all of a sudden it just said, nope, it's going to push it away off to the south and east, while the American models uh, have been saying, yeah, there's going to be a storm, most of it to our south and east, but we're at least going to get some snow. Now the Europeans come back to at least part of what it had before and is now back on track with the storm system. So while it may be the gold standard in the forecasting industry, 
it's certainly not without its fault, and we've seen those just in the last 10 days alone. Can you give us just a little bit on your thoughts on the Pacific tides the, the, or the currents with the El Ninos? Uh, you know, the, the El, you know they, they change year to year. Has that, have you followed that this year, and is there a cause and effect to, to our weather? There is a cause and effect. La Nina has been uh, going uh, full bore through the uh, fall and into the winter season. That's where we see water temperatures in the equatorial Pacific regions colder than average. And there are some things that uh, we tend to see as a result of that. Typically, in a winter season like that, if that's the only thing that we're looking at or the biggest thing that we're looking at, you get to the second half of the winter season, and you tend to see a lot of mild air across the southern half of the state. And so far, that's actually worked out. We kind of thought that the pattern would suggest a storm track up to our north and west, which would mean less snow and more rain. But there's been some other wild cards in there. There's been one of these things called a sudden stratospheric warming event. That's, you know, several miles up into the atmosphere where there was a sudden warming over the North Pole, and that's pushed the cold air away from the North Pole, and it's now starting to be felt across the high latitudes of North America, and that, I think, is what's going to give rise to this change. So it's interrupting what would normally be a pattern that we'd be associating with La Nina and all of the warmth that would be in play across uh, most of the south and in the east for the month of February. Now, do I hear you saying that basically all the elements that were in place in December and last week for big snowstorms, all that little foundational brickwork is still in the same places for potential future big storms? Well, I, I don't think we're done with snow this winter. Not at all. I mean, I, I, I'm nervous about this one for next uh, Tuesday. You know, maybe it does go to rain. There's some forecasts that say, no, it's not. But that's something that I've got to watch uh, very carefully. And then there's some other computer forecasts that say we get to the, uh, you know, Valentine's Day weekend, and there may be something else that's brewing along the southeast coast. With so much cold air in the pattern, there's, you know, there's, you know, and the, the low latitudes of the atmosphere trying to warm up now with the higher and higher sun angles there's got to be some give and take there's going to be some storms there i just don't know how they're going to interact with our, our you know current pattern but i i don't think we're done with snow i mean i think we're, it's pretty easy to say from this point forward we're going to have an above normal winter in terms of snowfall across the area well i think you told us 10 years ago snow begats snow once you have the pattern <laughs> in place and the snow on the ground it's easy to get more snow to come and more cold air to stick around and to keep it snowing joe we'll give you the last word anything else to add there's always a critically important phenomenal question that i always forget to ask is there anything else i haven't asked about that i should while we got you on the line no i i think we've touched the base I, I just think that this is going to be a very stormy pattern, and my gut feeling is this cold, the, the, the coldest five-day period of the entire winter season, I think is coming up late next week, Thursday through Sunday and Monday of the following week, that we've seen all winter long, and, uh, and that's after this Tuesday system. And I still think that even going into March, there's going to be some chilly weather that's going to hang around before maybe we can flip to a warmer pattern going into April. But uh, I'd say the next six weeks are likely to be colder than average across the region. So, Joe, Punxsutawney Phil nailed it. Might not have been <laughs> wrong then, right? I, I think he was reading some of the weather charts and, and got, the, got the lowdown in the forecast uh, before making his proclamation. Well, if we're going to have a cold February and it's not the Pennsylvania Farm Show week, that is a change in Pennsylvania, because usually Pennsylvania Farm Show week in early January it seems to be the coldest we get, but here we are. Yeah, no, continue. I think I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the coldest five-day stretch is coming up late next week and next weekend around Valentine's Day. All right, to be continued. Thank you so much, Joe. Boy, Thanks thank for you. all your help, fabulous forecasts, and always being there for us. We're, we're grateful we have access to you. Thank you, sir.
You're quite welcome, Ben and Mark, and uh, have a great weekend and be safe out there. Oh, you too. Do. Joe Lundberg, senior expert meteorologist at AccuWeather, fine Belfont mm-hmm. resident, coral singer, bike rider. Um, what else? Oh, great facility. Blogger. AccuWeather. Uh, been to uh, some hotels uh, where we're having a conference, and the AccuWeather folks were there. Didn't get to meet Joe, but uh, uh, great, great people. And uh, Penn State meteorologist. I, I'm surprised he didn't have a joint or dual major of a Penn State journalism slash and me- and meteorology. meteorology. Well, I took a couple of meteorology courses. There. Oh, it's excellent. It's, so. a, it's a great, uh, uh, the interest is there. And if your occupation, like I said, construction, you, you're looking to see if you can get out in these job sites or what's going to happen. And traveling around the country, very interesting to see the patterns, you know, what happens in California, what happens in Washington, what time of the year that is. And then, you know, when you're in Louisiana in the summertime, it's hot and humid like it is in central Pennsylvania. Well, it was very common when I was a student that you would see satellite trucks from the major mm. TV networks that would come to State College. They would either go out to Beaver Stadium or to the athletic complex, or they would go to the meteorology Neurology. building and they'd be parked up and down Pollock Avenue waiting for this, you know, whatever interview they were going to do then with a meteorologist about, you know, anything. Of course, some of the greatest and you know what the drivers climate and experts are there. And, and you know what those people said? Where in the Sam Hill are we driving to? We're on a two-lane highway, which is now four-lane, 322. Or we're getting off 80, which was then a two-lane highway coming down back, you know, when you're talking about the 60s, 70s, and 80s. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We're going to open up the phones uh, while you can do your dialing while I am reading the news headlines. So we'll do open phones right now. We don't have to take a break for another 10 minutes or so. And uh, so we'll do open phones right now. 1-800-795-95. A six five on the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We talked about the jobless numbers in reaction to that. We heard about the community college and the chambers uh, kind of lukewarm response to that idea. But we got a lot of skeptics around here, and we got a lot of people really pulling for it. So all of whom are welcome to call us now one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market wkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, in news headlines now, one person was killed when a pedestrian was hit and killed by a vehicle Thursday night. Central Susquehanna Regional 911 says the incident happened around 10 p.m. on the highway near Runyon Road. And that was on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf in Snyder County. State Police investigated and say they have no additional details to release at this time. State troopers are asking for your help identifying some thieves at the Sealand Grove Walmart last month. They've posted pictures, and we have them at WKOK.com, of people troopers say stole $1,200 from the store using a quick change scam. They said they were there to get a money scam, and the two men ended up getting away with about $1,200 cash by confusing the cashier. It won't be long before COVID-19 vaccination processes really ramp up, says Department of Health Senior Health Advisor in Harrisburg, Lindsay Maudlin, says the Biden administration promises that private pharmacies are going to be getting some of the vaccines in the weeks and months ahead, and that should help uh, Pennsylvania. We're currently sending 36% of Pennsylvania's allotment of Moderna vaccine to the retail pharmacy partnership locations. We have to wait and see how many doses will be directly sent to Topco and Rite Aid locations, but this will hopefully mean in the near future we can start to send those 
vaccines for other parts of our mission to vaccinate more eligible Pennsylvanians. Bottom line, she says, in theory anyway, that the new supply will make the vaccines more readily available soon in a month. A Northumberland woman who is a retired Sealands Grove Area School District music teacher has filed a federal lawsuit against Dauphin County. Penn Live reports 61-year-old Catherine Bardo claims she was threatened, assaulted, and harassed at the Dauphin County Booking Center after a DUI arrest. She says she was not intoxicated. According to Penn Live, she says she was allegedly abused in 2019 after being pulled over by Steelton Police. She was taken to the county's judicial center for a blood test. After being unable to take a breathalyzer, Bartle claims she was not intoxicated but still affected by injuries from a car crash earlier. She says staffers there punched her and hit her and threatened her, leaving bruises on her legs and hip. And Bartle is seeking unspecified financial damages from Dauphin County. Finally, Penn Live is reporting to Lycoming County residents or the latest Pennsylvanians to be charged with the violent pro-Trump insurrection at the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Tammy Bronsberg of Williamsport and Mark Angst of South Williamsport arrested Thursday on charges of trespassing in a restricted building and violent entry or disorderly conduct. So more charges there. More Pennsylvanians. I believe somebody in and around the Dauphin County got caught up in that uh, yesterday as well during that. Is that about what the 380 people who anti-government people who charged into the White House? That's those. Or the Capitol, I mean? Those are them. Yeah, those yeah. are them. Well, they should all, all be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. However, the thousands and thousands of other folks who were there doing a uh, their uh, constitutional rights of protesting, uh, many of them were uh, appalled by the behavior of some, and uh, looks like the FBI is finding out, which the Washington Post and Politico have reported that a number of these were, uh, how would you say, were on the shirt tails of the protest, and uh, we see the violence that that happened. And that of course, was just the date chosen, the date of President Trump's big uh, rally. These guys knew that they were going to do this weeks mm-hmm. before. Weeks before, yeah. So it had nothing to do with the rally where a lot of people were. No. Now, certainly, no. the president did absolutely nothing over any of his tenure to uh, tamp down these kind of leanings. But these guys had mm. well, the QAnon network I think had you it said all figured the peaceful, out. Peaceful protest and law and order and uh, you know you, you, you fight in the in the words of not physically but you you go for your your constitutional rights and people have I love the uh, been able to uh, to on the left have been able to uh, ride this as, as far as they they can I love it in President Trump's response and his memorandum he said that the uh, insurrectionists were, or the, no, I'm sorry, check that. The people at the rally were encouraged to fight for election reform in general. <laughs> you see a lot of signs there. Fight for election reform we, in we, general. We have an election scenario in this country that doesn't quite add up. We're, we're far better than uh, if if the state of we're Florida can do this, if, if Florida can do what they did and the other states can't figure out what it is. If Florida can can handle the pandemic with a huge percentage of population of people who were, were in that COVID 
uh, group. Uh, so uh, again, look, look, look around. Let's not recreate the wheel. But uh, okay. as far as election reform, we, we we need to understand elections and, and how they work. And all on the other hand, we need to understand elections to see how they don't work. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We have open phones right now. We got about a half an hour left, and we'll take your call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Talked about the jobless numbers, the community college, uh, the violent pro-Trump insurrection <laughs> at the U.S. Capitol. You said 380 people, so we can talk about that. About and the, what Lawrence's worthless judicial wisdom is, the illegal trial going to happen in the U.S. Senate next week. Bob, you are on the mark. Which topic would you like to address today? Hi, Mark and Ben. It's Bob Thurman. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Good. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, the community college came up about a half hour ago. And I happened to set on the, the board for that. Matter of fact, maybe I took Bob Garrett's job a couple of years ago when he stepped aside. Although he was the president, I'm just a board member. But I'm concerned about the job numbers that we're talking about. You know, we've lost uh, Sunbury Hospital. We've lost the Zellatex. We lost Buttercrust. We lost the textile mill recently. Uh, wood mode not too long ago. So we've all been hit with thousands of jobs of losses. And these skills people need to be retrained on. Uh, Luzerne Lackawanna was mentioned by Art. Uh, they offer some generic courses locally, but if you want to finish any type of degree, you need to typically go back to Luzerne or Lackawanna County because they're the ones that are getting the state funding. None of that funding is coming into our central Pennsylvania area. It's all going to Luzerne or Lackawanna for their assistance in the education program. So I'm concerned about, I'm fortunate in my business, I guess, at one time, I was probably the 15th largest employer in Sunbury. Now, by default, I'm probably fourth or fifth uh, because of all these other larger businesses leaving. But I think the technical skill training that I am fortunate to have a number of people on my staff, I would have more if I could have those technical training skills. And I think uh, utilizing the SunTex and the Thumbland County Votex and stuff through a central Susquehanna Valley a community college program can help with that. Uh, I, for one, didn't choose my career field until I was 25 years old. And I don't think a lot of 17, 18, 19-year-olds are ready to do that either. So the community college offers that setting where at 25, 26, 27, people can go back and get that education that they want as their career field and stuff. So I just want to throw this out that there's a big effort on that I know that the chamber supports more education, but they're kind of generic on it, which, you know, that's their take on it. But I think the locally controlled community college, and Bob uh, Garrett alluded to that, uh, gives us the ability to have a local board that makes the decisions. If we want to emphasize some technical skills or some specialized skills, such as nursing or something, I know that Geisner is big behind it. Evan would like to see it kind of happen and stuff so there's a lot of positive flow on this recently and i just wanted to throw that out uh, to art and bob and the community that uh, you know this is a positive thing for our valley 
Well, and I think, uh, well, yeah, I think you're, you're talking about something I think is important that, uh, that we continue to have this conversation. And I think the really smart, learned folks that uh, are poo-pooing the college, I don't think they're using their right brain for this. They're just skeptics. You know, they just say, well, you know, we have other colleges around here. It's just Sunbury. Maybe Sunbury should just realize who they are, that Sunbury is not a community college hub. I think, I mean, you can react to this, Bob. I think they're just skeptical. Well, that may be true. I think uh, once they hit home with their family and the family has unemployment and needs to be reschooled and retrained and stuff, you know, this has been going on for decades. I remember when I was a young person, some people that were uh, a generation older than I was came into the classroom uh, when I went to Williamsport Area Community College. And I thought, well, this is great. They're getting retrained in a new career. So, you know, that is certainly a possibility with anything that way. And, uh, you know, as far as Sunbury being a hub, I think the, uh, the concept is that with virtual education now, we could run some of those generic courses in Middleburg or Mifflinburg or, you know, throughout the area, Danville, et cetera. But the specific training for technical skills that I'm referring to, we have the equipment at SunTech or Northumberland County Go Tech that we don't have to rebuy and repurpose. We just have to get the 20-some kids, uh, 20-some-year-old children, yeah, children, youth, the younger adults into those programs because that's what they want to settle on. We want to make sure that they get offered that program. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I really appreciate the call. Uh, anybody who wishes to weigh in on this also has an open mic. Uh, Bob, stay in touch on this and uh, continue to do all the work on the work on this, plus the Albright Center, and you're trying to make all kinds of things good happen around here, so we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. Bob Zimmerman, uh, Jr., as he identified himself. Uh, we'll take a quickie break. When we come back, got a couple of emails that have the subject line capital in them. So we uh, assume we're talking about the riots at the U.S. Capitol. We will talk about that, the trespassing at the U.S. Capitol. One of our good listeners uh, corrected us the week. We've called it a riot and an insurrection and uh, a takeover. And everybody else, uh, one of our good listeners says, it was one thing and absolutely positively one thing only, just trespassing. That's all it was. All right. To be continued, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. All right. We've got open phones right now. Call us immediately. 1-800-795-9565. Talking about the idea of a community college in Sunbury. Some folks really pushing hard for it. Others folks skeptical. What's your view on this? Could that fly? One of our good listeners on that topic says, so in other words, after hearing from the Chamber of Commerce view on this, so in other words, anything that would help revitalize downtown Sunbury is a pipe dream, and the education project is wasting their time trying to bring a college here. How sad. No, I would say it's the reality and looking at it. Downtown Sunbury needs revitalization as other places do too. Seals Grove, Schmokin, uh, we have Danville's come back. Lewisburg is probably the uh, uh, nicest and uh, as far as downtown, but they don't have a major thoroughfare running through. But the reality is uh, putting a community college in downtown Sunbury, the logistics the, the doesn't well, they don't want to put it necessarily up. in downtown Sunbury. Well, so it's if they put it up at Celotex, what's that going to do for the downtown? 
uh, people coming. I mean, there, there's other issues uh, that that the communities have to it's deal with. It's not a downtown project. Uh, that's how it was put out initially, and it was the revival. And the emailers saying the revitalization, anything that revitalizes downtown Sunbury. That's what he said. This is for you, Ben. Take this. Read that on the air. What's it say? Thank you. Thanks for being you. Out loud, really loud. Thank you. Thanks for being you. Today we are doing Be Kind Month each and every day this month. Uh, Today's job, post sticky notes of kindness in random spots. So thank you for being you, Ben. I've got to give you one back. I'll do it it real quick, and people will... uh Appreciate that. Go ahead. All right. 1 800 795 9565. Oh, a smiley face. Thank you. I'll be That's saving so that. Uh, we can use that but all month. No, community month college, long. you have to look at, uh, I think Bob Garrett talked about it. I think the people that are promoting it. But this has been going on now for how long? At some point, ten years. the rubber needs to hit the road. Uh, do you go to Geisinger and say, we need a million dollars? You go to EVM, we say, we need a half million. You go to, you know, you know pick, pick the pick the businesses you want to go through. Uh, you know, a Sunbury Broadcasting, we need a half a million dollars to start the Mark Lawrence communication program. Uh, you know, and where do you have it? What's the logistics of it? With the silver microphone. Yeah, and, and where do you use the other? You know, workforce development, I've heard this since 1985, four, when I joined the chamber. When you know, I was getting out of high school, there was workforce development yeah. conversations and, and don't think State Penn, Department of Labor. Yeah, don't think Penn College is like the old Williamsport area community <laughs> college. Penn, Penn College no. is a branch campus of Penn State and probably more expensive. It is more expensive. Than, than other it branch campuses. Definitely but they is. do have... They do have technical programs. Bob, or check that. Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm going back to the election. Uh, you know, ever since that election was clo- done, what we've been told as Trump voters, don't question it. You take it. It's done. It's right. You have no right to question that election that anything was wrong. Even in our local newspapers, even the Union County Journal and the Sunbury Item, they said, Fred Keller, Dan Muser, you have no right to question the results of the election. And that only makes people like me and many other Trump voters out here, we question all the more, why aren't we allowed to question it and check it out as our great congressman Dan Muser and Fred Keller tried to do? Well, I think the, the claim is that we're trying to negate what obviously was an election that was above board, uh, trying to negate that in Washington, D.C., trying to negate what, uh, you know, I forget the number, what, 7 million Pennsylvanians voted for because of changes that were viewed by the courts as being perfectly legal. Remember, the, the, uh, this by the time this got to uh, Washington, D.C. on December, or January 6th, it was already adjudicated in Pennsylvania. Now, you may say that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is biased, you know, 
showing that they lean left. There, there's no reason you can't have that discussion. That's perfectly fine. But they are the arbiters, deciders of uh, things. So be that as it may, they're the deciders. It's, it's like if you, if you went to lunch and, and you went to a fine local sub shop there in New Berlin and uh, came home and put it on the table in front of your family, and, and they said, oh, geez, I wanted a pizza. And you, you said, well, look, you, you told me to do what I wanted. This is I'm the decider, and so this is what I decided. So in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court is the decision maker. So that's why people didn't like the fact that Dan Muser and Fred Keller voted against the Pennsylvanians who had voted uh, for Joe Biden, because it was already decided. I, it, nevertheless, there was a lot of anomalies in that, especially Pennsylvania and a few other states that that we're, we were told not to question it, yet I still question it. Not, not that I'm even saying that President Biden might have won, but why wouldn't they allow any checking into, the, into that election process and the things that were changed this year that wasn't in process other years is why we question it hey maybe maybe biden would have won but we don't know i don't know that for sure and we're not allowed even to check into it well part of the problem in pennsylvania was it wasn't legislators that were making the change to election law. It was the governor's office through the court system and that is unconstitutional by Pennsylvania's standards. And so uh, at some point yeah, you can't. Uh, you know, Mark and some of the other folks who, who think this is this is you know, the science has already talked about this. No, no. Go to Nevada and look. But the part about it is the Republicans have to understand what happened here and it's be interesting to know how the Democrats did it. But when the, part of the problem was the timing and the ineptness of the Trump lawyers who, who couldn't put things together to get a look at this. So, you know, there, there is questions, and they should be able, just as in 2001 when they questioned Bush, there, there was there was Democrats who questioned Bush, and in 2005, uh, when uh, they, there was again congressmen who questioned Democrats who questioned uh, Bush again, and uh, you know we've had this happen in, in 2017 when they questioned Trump originally. So, yeah, groups aren't allowed to question election results. They're just supposed to take it, but other groups in the past, Democratic and Republican, have have Democrats have questioned it's a double it, and Republicans standard. don't. <laughs> so the hypocrisy runs deep. All right, thank you, Dan. We'll give you another quickie. Thirty seconds. Uh, Go right ahead. Why you look at Florida, Ben? How they conducted their election and they had their results in very early. We knew Florida that President Trump carried Florida. Why we should follow their example. Well, you would think you'd want to look at it. If you were a state, you'd say, well, how, how did the states that got things done early, Texas, Florida, some of these, uh, how, you know, uh, how, how did they do it? Uh, yeah. California, New York, if you're a Republican, you sort of just throw your hands up. But it's not just the presidential race. It's the down ballot races, too. So, uh, you know, you, you want to understand, but our our election... 
let's see, how would you say, the, the way we run elections in the United States, I believe we can do better. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. Quickie break, and we got a caller standing by, and one coming in. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. China Grove. Got a little left channel, right channel thing going on here. All right, let's hit the emails. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, The riot at the U.S. Capitol really was a fraud election protest. This is a very obvious diversion. Let's investigate the runaway protest and not the allegations of fraud during the last election. Uh, Another listener says, You prosecute the rioters. What about the cop that shot an unarmed woman? Where's the outrage? Well, she lost her rights when she tried to break I through a door. She was I, trespassing. Yeah, you went. All these stuff is felonies. Didn't fit the narrative. But the the mark the excellent video is the uh, one guy who's all over the place. The uh, Viking, the Viking, whatever they want to call the him. QAnon shaman. Uh, yeah. So when he's walking into the house with the security officer, they're asking if the one guy needs help. I guess he might have been bleeding. And then the security guy goes, "Hey, you know, uh, I'll don't." Don't sit up there. However, he was doing it. I mean, yeah, that looked like somebody really trying to take over. All right. Bobby D., thank you for calling in. You're on the mark. Yes. um, Good morning, everyone. Uh, The community college isn't a bad idea for an area like this, uh, especially from a technical standpoint, because, of course, when I started in broadcasting and, of course, the Naval and Marine Corps Reserve Training Centers, where we went to take our FCC exams, and then uh, Harrisburg, uh, with um, electronics institutes, but uh, basically I'm looking at the technical field, whether it's uh, broadcasting or anything else. We're in a highly technical society, and to kind of look at an overview of of technology and have some type of training center in the valley. All right. Yeah, that's one of the things community college could do is help out with that kind of exam taking and training for those exams. Yep. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you. Yep. uh, After yesterday's conversation, one of our good listeners uh, says all of the presidential polls agree Joe Biden's disapproval rate is 36 percent. And up, we got a call coming in. How many fetuses were killed at Sodom? The Lord giveth. The Lord taketh away. 
says Chris. Mm. And another listener says, so why didn't that open? There we go. Some of the best classes I took after my college days were the night classes at Sun Area Vocational Technical School. Yeah, I took some of those, too. That's where I learned word processing on the Microsoft mm-hmm. Word and stuff yeah. and Excel specialties and so on there. Anyway, I don't believe they are widely available anymore, just some specialty classes at Sun Well, be it, yeah. how about getting all the resources, all the educational resources, and then see what, uh, what we need? W-K-O-K-A-M at level four. Tom, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You got that right. You just named it right. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's <laughs> all good. Uh, following up kind of what Dan says, what's always been a, a, a sticker in my crawl is uh, how uh, Governor Corbett uh, was a failure. Uh, the man had both, uh, both houses uh, to work with. I believe that uh, their leadership was bad itself and undermined him, but they could have showed up this state with some good policies with some irrevocable, uh, you know, items uh, that would have kept our economy going, the fracking going, uh, and, uh, and 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 shielded us from, especially even some of the the, the uh, liberal and leftist courts. Uh, well, I, I would, the I would, teachers I would union say is the this. one that destroyed him, though, and, uh, and well, look what we got it was Governor Wolf. Yeah, but uh, you know, Tom Corbett did not do the job we all wished he would have if you're a Republican. That's why I wasn't reelected. He came in and tried to run the governor's office as an attorney general or, or a law firm. But, you know, there, there was some pauses. I would say uh, if you're in Beaver County, I mean, they got the cracker plant and, and Corbett was directly involved in getting that. Uh, part, part of the problem on the Republican side is they got to look at the uh, Republican chairman who was Gleason back then out of Johnstown. And, uh, you know, that's where, under his leadership, the Republicans were in a plateau. And particularly under his leadership, they lost the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. And we see where we're at now with that. But, yeah, there there, there were some things Corbett did. Obviously, he didn't do well enough to get reelected. But there were some positive things he did on that energy and jobs bill that was uh, and getting the cracker plant in Pennsylvania is very positive. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Very much appreciated. We invite Thanks. everyone to do what I have done. And that's visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Do as Ben and I do. Drive Sunbury Motor Company vehicles around with a big smile on our face because we know we're taken care of. Whether Ben and I need an alignment or we want to get pumped up with nitrogen or we need some body work or we need to get uh, repainted, you name it. Uh, we can do it at the Sunbury Motor Company. When we're ready for a new vehicle, Ben's going all-wheel drive next time. He learned his lesson, Mm -hmm. and he's going to go down to the Sunbury Motor Company. He has got a Lincoln Navigator all selected, and that's going to be his next vehicle. Sunbury Motor Company, do as I do. Go to sunburymotors.com. Hottest sports city in Pennsylvania, or in uh, the United States, Mark? Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tampa's having the Super Bowl this weekend with their team in it, the Buccaneers. They were in the World Series with the Rays, and they won the Stanley Cup. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a lot going on in one town. I guess we got a big football game on age, Sunday. Age, age over youth. This is WKOK Sunbury.